This podcast is intended for advisors and staff at cooperators. The views and opinions expressed are those of the subjects and do not necessarily reflect the official position of cooperators. This is an Advisor Network bonus podcast. Every so often, we'll salute someone we might consider one of our Hall of Fame advisors. Today, we're going to feature none other than the legendary Bob Cattell. Bob broke the record for consecutive years qualifying for EB back in 2016. Now, he's kind of lost track, but he thinks he's qualified for about 32 years now. That's a record that may never be broken. Another fun fact about Bob is that he just celebrated his 75th birthday, and he's been married to the amazing Sandy for 56 years. Wow. And while retirement is in his sights, he hasn't committed to a date yet. But let's go back to the beginning of Bob's cooperator's adventure. It's around 1984. Bob is in his mid-30s and has owned a little butcher shop, yes, I said butcher shop, in Mount Forest, Ontario for about six years. His equipment is getting old and probably needs replacing. Bob sees an opportunity, which you will find is kind of a theme with Bob. Linda Blackwell, the local cooperator's agent, walks in the door. And she was in one day and I said, I heard you got transferred to Own Sound to become the district manager. And she said, I haven't. I said, who's taking over your job? And she said, well, we have a guy right now lined up. And I said, well, if that doesn't work out, let me know. So a month or so later, she was in again. And I said, how's that going? And she said, well, he's studying and doing this and that. And so another month or so went by and she came in again. And I said, so what's going on? And she said, well, that guy quit the night before he was supposed to write his exam. And she said, if you're still interested, do you want to come to One Sound and meet my boss, who was Barry Stewart? And I said, sure. Well, I went up and I sat, had an interview with Barry and her. I went out for lunch and came back and did all the testing. And then Barry had another interview with me before the end of the day. And he said to Linda, his resume says all he does is work, so why not hire him? So... I thought, well, I can, I can try this, and I said to Linda, when do you want me to start? And this was in November. She says, we have a whole class going on in January 16th, starting. I said, so you want me to close everything down here and come to that school? I went home and talked to Sandy and said, what do you think? So. I put a sign on the door and said, at the end of December, I'll be closed. So, but I had enough orders from my loyal customers to keep me going till the end of March. So, so I worked every weekend doing those. So along with being a part-time butcher for several months, Bob became a full-time agent. Oh, did I mention he also worked five nights a week as a caretaker at the local OPP station? He kept that gig for another five years. Bob sure likes to work. Anyway, Bob's first months on the job consisted of full-time training. I met uh, Al McCullough, who was a trainer, who had been an advisor with cooperators for 20-plus years. We had to sit at night and make phone calls and set up appointments. and So that started in January, and then at the end of May, we had learned home, auto, farm, commercial, accident, sickness, life. We had learned everything. And at the end of May, they said, okay, you're, you're ready to go. 
So we had two briefcases with books of everything in there. Al would come to, with me on the odd call, but then eventually he said, I make you nervous, don't I? I said, I think I might screw up or something with you. The other way, I'm just being myself. One Saturday, I had an appointment with three brothers and a sister that owned the company, and I had them all sitting in the office, and I sold them all $100,000 worth of 20-pay life insurance. And I started the appointment about 9.30, and I got done about 2.30, because I would take each one in the room and ask them all these questions. And I called Al, and I said, what do I do now? He says, go home and pour yourself a drink. That's the biggest sale anybody's made around here for a long time. Bob met with immediate success. But he wasn't a fast-talking salesman. He was just Bob from Mount Forest. He did it his own way, which sometimes got him into a little bit of trouble. The first years I was in, in the farm business... He used to go out and quote, and uh, one of the head farm guys from London used to come up. One time he came up with me because I had done five quotes. So I went into the first farm, and he said, well, I'll get back to you. So we did this for the five farms, and then a couple of weeks later, I came back, and I went to the first one. And he said, well, I took it to my broker, and he matched your price. So I went to the next one, and same thing. And that didn't make me feel very good. I said, well, I just saved you $500, and how many years has that other guy been screwing you? And I got to the car, and this manager said, you can't say that to the people. <laughs> so after that, I started getting all these farms from these people. I, at one point, I had over 600 farms insured. Another way that Bob would often get into hot water was with his somewhat flexible interpretation of his SMA. There was a fellow that owned a motel in town here, and he kept it spotless, and he asked me to quote it one day, so I quoted it. And then six or eight months later, he says, can you quote a town? I said, if you invite me, I can. So he took me to Barrie, and he had three brothers, and they had three motels in Barrie, and then they had one in Midland. And actually, I picked up an underwriter in Barrie and took her with me. And I got out and I did all my measurements and took all the pictures and everything. And she said, who trained you? And I told her, the guy in Owen Sound that was a commercial guy. She said, because our guys, they never get out of their car. She said, they just <laughs> send us stuff. So I got all those motels. And then the East Indian community learned that I was the agent for this guy. So they started calling the office, and they used to call and say, is the Bob there? Because they called him the J, which today he now owns three or four Best Westerns, two or three Holiday Inn Expresses, a Boston Pizza, and two or three motels in Miami. We're now at probably about 80-some motels all over, from Chatham to Cochrane and Chapleau, all over the place. And in the fall, usually, every other year, I take my wife and we go for a long drive and deliver calendars and say hi to these people. Throughout his career, there's not been many obstacles, for example, as SMA, that have slowed Bob down. If there is a sale to be made, Bob will come up with a creative solution. I was invited to Kitchener once and I ended up doing a group benefit quote 
for a company. And out of that, I ended up asking to quote their business. And they had 4,600 apartments. And the guy I dealt with the one Sunday said, what makes you think that you could do our business because one of your other advisors tried to do it and you guys were way out of whack on price. And I said, well, I'm never afraid to give up something to get something. So I went to Guelph and I got a hold of the three top commercial managers and was sitting having a meeting with them. And I uh, offered right off the bat to give up half of my commission to get a good price. And I didn't get the business because we were only $1,800 cheaper. So I, I said, well, I'll be back. And we kept in touch. And so I went back down the next year, about two months before. And I said to the commercial people, I said, he will not go through what we went through last year. There's a million questions. Bill. They said, here's five questions to ask him. So I went back, asked him, and I got the quote. Met him at 7 o'clock in the morning in St. Jacob's at a restaurant. And he looked at me and he says, your quote this year is less than last year's. And my renewal is $9,000 more than what it was last year. And I said, well, they don't know you requoted this year. But last year they knew you were quoting. So I got that business, and I had it for 25 years until it was sold. But it turned out between that and they built four massive retirement homes and millions of dollars worth of life insurance. So they eventually were paying me two or $300,000 a year. But over the four or five years, my commission went right to where it should have been, but we were still competitive. Bob can tell sales stories all day long. So we'll get back to another one in a minute. But first, after 38 years at Cooperators, Bob has some advice for new advisors. You've got to give up three to five years of your life to let your clients know that you're going to be a keeper and stay at the job. If you're not willing to do that, you probably won't survive. So my advice, and I've said this to many young people, It'll take you five years to start getting referrals. And my book of business, I can honestly say, is 70% referrals year after year after year. And we seem to do quite well. The phone's always ringing. And as we all know, in the 38 years that I've been here, you have to adapt to change which there has been a lot of change over the years. And maintain the staff you've got because they're your frontline people and when somebody calls in they don't want to talk to somebody new all the time they want to have a relationship with the person they call in and the younger generation they will realize that eventually that they want to talk to somebody instead of over the phone and call centers and this and that so yeah so if you're going to make this a career you just just follow the, the guidelines, and, and at the end, there is a great reward. And here's a couple of final stories, both of which provide some real insight into what's important to Bob. I had a gentleman that was with a big company, and he got let go in a corporate cut. So him and his office manager were both let go, so they started a business in his basement. And his first premium 
to me for a million dollars liability was $150. In seven years, it was $368,000 because he had grown to $670 million a year in sales. And the cooperators asked me to tell him that, that we couldn't renew them because he was outgrowing us. So I told the commercial people, I said, you can't do this. It's two months from his renewal. So I went up to see the CEO and she called in the two top people at the time and said, we have to call the reinsurance people and ask them to carry this for one more year till this guy has time to shop. So we got to do that and he had a year to shop. And I think that's why at the age of 75, Bob hasn't retired. It's because he's not sure anyone else can look after his clients as well as he does. And one final story. As a photographer at EB, I have a front row seat when Bob and Sandy are the last couple to take the stage. Every year, they get a standing ovation, and every year I watch an emotional Bob shake the CEO's hand with tears in his eyes. It was brought to my attention at a retirement party in Toronto for our CEO, Kathy. And one of the ladies, used to be in Guelph, said to me, look around the room. And I, I did, and she said, do you notice anything? And I said, yeah, there's a whole lot of retired chairman of the boards, a lot of brass from all over Canada here. And she said, yeah, but you are the only advisor here. And, and you were, and we were asked to invite you. So that was a highlight of my career. Well, you made it to the top, Bob. Soon you will have more time to wash your cars, cut your grass, and go for drives with Sandy. Cooperators will never see another advisor like you, and your clients will never forget you. A lot of guys used to say, how do you sell so much life insurance? I said, well, I do my own medicals. And they'd look at me and I said, I'm just joking. 